observation by Luke about that. I already let the good. Um, it's interesting the way God works because we didn't know till we got here that everything was going to be shut off for us and we weren't going to be able to go downstairs. So we were hoping to have service as normal. Message, if you will, um, is John, John likes to put titles on them as he puts them up, and I don't always have titles, so I struggle with coming up with them. Sometimes I always have titles, sometimes I don't, right? Level up. And, and I was putting the final touches together yesterday on this and everything. I thought to myself, wow, that kind of sounds more like a kid's message than it really does an adult message. This whole concept and idea of level up. Well, guess what? We're all up here this morning. So um, I guess God kind of knew what, what was working and what was happening. But we're in Matthew chapter 10. If you want to read along, and um, it's, it's a time, it's a very important time because this is really a precursor to what happens in the early church and how the disciples step into that apostle level um, of spiritual leadership, uh, not just leadership where we dot I's and cross T's, but spiritual leadership where they step into the power and the glory of God, and God begins to do great things through them. So I'm going to read the scriptures to you and then we'll share some, some thoughts this morning. Verse 10, chapter 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Keyword all. Right? Keyword all. Now, the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip, and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth. And commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into the city of Samaritans enter ye not. But go, rather, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give." Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor scrip for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves. For the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. And when ye come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So a lot of things for us to break down in, in these scriptures this morning. And, and I want us to, to hold true to this idea of leveling up. I want us to understand that God is working. Man, Tucker, Tucker's ready to preach. If y'all can't see, everybody turn around and look at Tucker. She's going, man. 
Well, Anthony and, and them were up here singing every time the hands would go up, her hands would go up. Now she's back there preaching. So, man, she's, she, she's ready to, to fulfill this Matthew chapter 10 stuff that we just read to you. But, um, see, see, I get to see things like that up here, right? It's, it's really cool. And, that, and this is why it's so important, all of the babies and all of the generations that we are setting the firmament for. Um, so back to, the, back to the message. I want us to really think about this idea of leveling up. Now, you've heard me talk several times, and, and I think it's a great example for us in Scripture um, that if you remember, the man brought his paralytic son to Jesus, or to Jesus' disciples, and the disciples couldn't heal him. And, and the Scripture basically breaks down for us, and you've heard me example this many times because I think it's an important lesson for us. They tried everything that they had seen Jesus do. They had mocked the, the efforts, and when I say mocked, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but they had tried everything from a physical sense that they had saw Jesus do, trying to capture the power, trying to capture the spirit of God necessary to bring healing to that man's son, and they were unable to do it. And Jesus came along, and the man said, you know, I brought him to your disciples, but... <laughs> You know, what a mess, right? I'm paraphrasing big time, but basically that's what he's saying. He's like, I brought him to your disciples, and whoa, that was a little much, and it just didn't work, and everything else. So Jesus immediately heals the son. They go on their way, and then the disciples come to Jesus, and Jesus says, or they say to Jesus, why, why couldn't we do it? Right, and, and think about that conversation for a minute. Everything about, and I know many of you have heard me preach this before, so I'm just, I'm just kind of giving this as a quick preface in, into today's message. They, they come to Jesus, and imagine this conversation. You know, one, one disciple says, but Jesus, I saw you, you know, spit in the mud and, and put it on the guy's eyes, and he could see. So I spit in mud, and I tried it, and it didn't do anything. Right? And another one probably said, but you remember that time that you stood and you raised your hand like this? And your legs were like this. I, I stood just like that, Jesus. But nothing happened. Well, remember, remember how you prayed exactly word for word like Matthew, who remembers everything, probably, probably prayed this prayer. He's like, remember when you said word for word, you know, be healed by the power of God or whatever it was you said and everything? I said the exact same words and nothing happened. And Jesus said to them this, such things come not by the words you say, not by how you stand, not by how you look, not by the, the superfluous things that we do. Such things come how? By prayer and fasting, right? What, what Jesus was teaching them in that moment is critical for you and I today, just as it was critical for the early church back then. Amen? We've talked all along about this move being a, a move of miracles, being a move that restores people and a move that sets people free and a move that brings deliverance to those that need deliverance, right? Well, if we're going, if we're going to see those things happen, then we, the church, amen, got to level up. We, the church, have got to level up. Amen? Jesus is able. Jesus is capable. God is able to pour out his power and his glory over us. Amen? 
I was asked this week by an intercessor and said, are you ready for the river to flow? Because God wants to pour out, but he doesn't want to be dammed up. Amen? She said, I got a word that God wants to do things in lives that you haven't even seen and you haven't even discovered. And God is going to make these things happen in people's lives if you tear down the dams and allow the river to flow. Amen? So what does that mean, church? It means we are being called to pray and fast. It means we are being called to a new level. It means we are being called not to die and respawn, but instead we're being called to a place where we say, I'm going to be new. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be better spiritually than I have ever been in my life. And I choose the power and glory of God rather than the things of this life. Amen. I hadn't watched the kids' video until we were sitting back there and everything else because that's one thing I've kind of handed off and Sam and, and the boys and them do it. And um, um, Well, Haley and I talk a lot, but I, I keep telling her again and again, I was like, talk to Sam, talk to Luke, talk to them and, and everything. But um, I hadn't watched it this morning. But did you notice in the, in the video when it was storming in the boat and Jesus was asleep? Did, did you notice that the disciples were separated from where Jesus was in that boat? Amen. This just showed up to me on the screen this morning, and it just kind of like, ding, right? Jesus was all by himself in the front part of the boat, and there was a barrier. If you notice, there was a piece of wood or something, a barrier between him in the front of the boat and all of the disciples in the back of the boat. Amen? Because they were in a different place. You with me? They were in a different place. Not only were they in a different place in the boat, but they were in a different place spiritually. They were in a different place concerning the power and the glory of God, right? The disciples were peeing their pants, right? We're going to die. This storm is bigger than me. This storm is greater than me. We're going to die. This is, this is overwhelming. I'm freaking out, right? And so they scream and they yell and they holler and they wake up Jesus and, and Jesus wakes up. And I was like, man, come on, guys, level up, right? Especially what Jesus was saying to him, he's like, level up. And he points at the wind and says, peace, and he points at the seas and he's like, be still, right? Many of us are watching the movie Chosen or the TV show Chosen. And if you're not, I encourage you to do so because it's a great depiction of the lives of the disciples and the people uh, around Jesus. And for the first time ever, we've had shows and movies that really depict Jesus to us and all those things. But we've never really had a show that digs into the depth in, in the, the lives of the disciples and the lives of those who follow Jesus. And, and this does a really good job of that. And, and there's this, this place in, in the shows where they, they got a little heat from it because they showed Mary Magdalene, who was delivered of all of these devils, right? They showed her have a moment where she was doubting herself. She was doubting her ability. She was doubting her, her ableness to do what she was being asked to do as a follower of Jesus. Amen? And sometimes we do that. Sometimes what stands in our way of leveling up and what stands in our way of becoming all that God wants us to do, it isn't our faith and belief in God, but it is our faith and belief in ourselves 
Amen? Because we are not spiritually seeking. We are not spiritually striving for mastery. Amen? Like, like Paul told Timothy, we're not, we're not spiritually striving for everything that God has for us in our life. So what we're doing is, is we're getting by. We're coming to church, amen, all good stuff, all good things, amen. We're showing up on Wednesdays, we're, we're showing up to Bible study, all good things, amen. Not, not, not beating anybody up, amen, but we do it on a surface level. We do it on a, hey, I'm here, that was good, that gave me chill bumps, that helped me in this moment. But, but, as, we, but as we move further and further away from that moment, we lose that oomph, as we move further and further away from that moment and, and, that, and, and that revelation, we, we can point back to it of, man, that was an important day in my life. Amen? Well, why, aren't you, why aren't you still walking in it? Why aren't you still maintaining that victory? Why aren't, you still, why aren't you still maintaining that strength and glory in all that you do? Amen? Because the disciples were there the day Jesus spat in the mud and healed the guy. Right? The disciples were there the day Jesus stood like this and healed the guy. The disciples were there the day Jesus said these words and healed the guy. Right? But when it came time for them to do it, they remembered the moment. They remembered the things Jesus had done. They remembered the glory and the power that fell on the place in that moment. But they weren't able to recreate it. They weren't able to recreate it because they were too far removed from the power and glory of God. Didn't mean they lacked faith. They absolutely lacked faith. Didn't mean that, 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 that they lacked the want and the desire. Amen. It just meant that they haven't delved themselves into the spiritual level needed to do the things of God. Amen. And a lot of times, that's how we, that's how we do church. A lot of times, that's how we do church, right? We, we go through the motions. We do all the things, right? But we never take ourselves to the next level. We don't pray and fast. Amen. And when I'm talking about praying, I'm not talking about that rehearsed prayer that sounds really good, right? I'm not talking about that, that prayer that we do when we're in need or in crisis. I'm not talking about that prayer um, that, that when we, we, we uh, hear someone has a hurt or a need or a problem that, that we bear witness and agree with them for that. But I'm talking about that prayer that tells God, God, I want to step into where you are. I want to do the things that you do. I want to see alcoholics delivered. I want to see homes put back together. I want to see addicts restored. Amen. I want to see my children saved. Oh, you didn't listen to me. Huh? I want to see my children saved, and I want to see my children carry out a work in the name of the Lord. Amen? You want to see that? Amen? Start praying and fasting about it. Amen? And you will level up to where God is. You see, I don't know everything that, that took place between Jesus and the disciples. I have the accounts of the gospel that teach me a lot of those things and, and some of the more important of those things, I would guess. But... But what I know is somewhere between the day they couldn't pull it off and here, they had to be spending some time in supplication, some time where they said to God, I want more, and in order to get more, I'm willing to sacrifice more. I'm willing to give up more of what? Self. 
Amen? What did Jesus tell them in the very beginning? If you're going to follow me, you've got to do what? Deny yourself. Right? Don't get mad at Jay. I didn't write it. I didn't say it. Amen? But the Word of God does. And it does for a reason, and it does for a purpose. If you're going to come after me, deny yourself. Take up your cross. Amen? What is that? It means take up everything that I've given you and all the power that I have endowed you with and all of the promises that I have brought your way and follow me. Somewhere between the the, the day of failure and this moment in Matthew chapter 10, the disciples had achieved that. Somewhere through this time, somewhere through these processes, somewhere in their sacrifice, Jesus said to himself and and with his father, they're ready. They've prayed, they've fasted, they've supplicated, they've sacrificed, they've, they've denied themselves for us. So let's let the rivers flow. Let's quit damming up all that we have to pour on them and let's start pouring it out over them. And so what happened? Jesus gave him a command. Jesus told him, he said, go into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Samaritans, enter ye not. Rather to the, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and as ye go, preach. Right? There's, there's this meme, I, I, you know, I, I talk about the chosen a lot because it's really, it's really good and it's really eye-opening in a lot of ways, but I, I don't mean to glorify it in any way, because it, but it is something that I believe God is using right now to turn people back to him. And, and um, there, there's these memes that have made their way into social media and everything else, and there was this meme I saw this week and I liked it, and I think I shared it, maybe I didn't, but, but there's this meme where um, the Pharisees are, are coming to Jesus and they're, they're like attacking him and they're arguing with him and they're yelling at him and, and everything else from the last episode. And, and Jesus basically says, if you were like my unsophisticated followers, you'd be worshiping, not arguing. Amen? Sometimes we pretend to have this mastered when the reality is we're just like the disciples trying to fake it until we make it, which is horrible advice in any stage of life. Trying to fake it until we make it instead of really spending the time and making the sacrifices to get it. Amen? And until we spend that time and make that effort, we will never level up. And Jesus will never endow us with the spiritual things necessary to do the things that he's calling us to do. He told them to go and preach. Amen? He didn't tell them to go to school to get ready for it. He didn't tell them to, to, to do this to get ready for him. He didn't tell them to do all of these manner of things to get ready to it. I was in an association that, that said I had to serve two years under a senior pastor. That senior pastor ended up being an adulterer. That's how I qualified for ordination, right? Man's got no clue. Man really has no clue. We think we do, amen? God, God, back in the days of the Bible, turned it over to all the smart ones, and they failed. We seem to be doing the same thing today. You can outset or amen it, but, but I, I think we've lost a lot of fervor from our pulpits, 
Amen. Because we're relying on what God's or what man's providing more than we're relying on what God's giving. Amen. And, and I don't mean that derogatory towards anyone. I have great friends that are doctorates in theology and all of this stuff and everything else. And they're incredible men of God. Okay. So I'm not pointing fingers and snubbing my nose and all of this. Okay. Because there are anointed men that come from every walk and way of life in this thing. But when I look at the disciples and I look at this moment in Matthew chapter 10, and I look at the fact that Jesus was willing to send them out to preach with their 10 chapters or 9 chapters worth of knowledge of him, it tells me that they gave themselves over to who he was and what he is and what he is doing and bringing into people's lives. And he gave them the responsibility of sharing that with others. Go and preach. And as you preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, here's the add-ons. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received, freely give. Right? God is offering us power that is greater than the Avengers. Right? God is giving us power that is greater than whatever the cool game is right now. I have no clue. Right? I quit playing Madden like 10, 12 years ago because there just got to be too many buttons. And, and this old guy couldn't keep up anymore. And, and so I kind of gave up. Right? Now, now, now when Luke forces me to play, I just kind of run up the middle over and over and over because I don't know what button does what. Right? So, so when it comes to games, I ain't leveling up a whole lot, right? But man, I always want to level up when it comes to Jesus. I always want to take the next step. I always want to spend the extra minute. I always want to take the time to say to God through my actions and my deeds and my life, I will sacrifice these things for you to pour your power and your glory over me. We live in a world today that teaches you, do you, man? Do you? And that is 100% the opposite of what this teaches. 100% the opposite of what this teaches. This, this teaches us, deny you. Deny yourself. Receive all that he is. Pursue all that he is, seek all that he is and level up in him, right? And, and we have prosperity gospels and we have this and that and the other. Listen, when the Bible begins to, to, to speak to you about being prosperous, to, to growing and expanding your territories, it's talking about your spirituality. It's talking about your ability to come to God and become more like him, right? And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with money, right? There is something really wrong with the love of money, the love of things, the love of stuff, amen? And if God blesses you, so be it, amen? As long as, as, as things don't have you. But what God is calling us to is he's calling us to this place to where we choose to level up and become like him. And when we do, he will pour these things out over our lives. We will preach an anointed gospel. We will heal. We will set people free. 
and we will create a generational move in their lives. And that's what we're called to, church. And, as, and, and if you can't tell, I'm, 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 I'm gearing you up and I'm getting you ready for Declaration Sunday. Amen? Because come Declaration Sunday, I'm going to chop the dams down. Amen? And, and we're going to start praying for the broken to come in. Amen. I, I want us to be ready that when we walk into the house and we have that declaration service and we declare the power and glory in that place. Amen. I want us to be in a place and I want us to be walking in the footsteps of Jesus so that, so that we are so alive and so full of the fervor and the spirit of God that we know what we're going to do. We know how we're going to do it. We know that they're going to walk in and the power of God isn't going to matter how we stand and it's not going to matter what words we say, but honey, it's going to be like blood to a shark as they come in. We're going to love that person, honey, but we're going to set that soul free. Amen. We're going to declare the power and the glory of God in that place and over the lives that he has held captive for far too long. Amen? That's what Declaration Sunday is all about. So yes, I'm getting you ready. Yes, I am telling you to look at yourself. I am asking you, don't be like the disciples who couldn't do the work. Amen? But I am encouraging you to spend the time and make the sacrifice so that when declaration comes, Jesus and Abba look at us and say, go. Jesus and Abba look at us and say, preach. Jesus and Abba look at us and they say, heal. Jesus and Abba look at us and they say, clean them up. Amen. Loose them and let them go. Amen. We need to level up, church. We need to want it. We need to desire it. We need to pursue it. And we need to see it come to fruition. Amen. We don't need to be in a boat any longer where Jesus is in one half all by himself and we're in the other half all huddled up. In our, in, our, in our goofiness. Amen? We need to kick that board down and walk over to where Jesus is. And we need to start speaking to some wind and we need to start speaking to some sea with the authority given us through Jesus Christ himself. Amen?